Let's face it, you just bought it for Zelda. Sun's out, claws out. Today they throw footballs. Tomorrow, they get paid a lot of money. Throw out your tissue. It's time for the shakedown. everybody and welcome to episode six of the shakedown i am austin stevens with me as always dan schweizer and i'm dylan webster and also joining this week is nick hassett hey yeah nick is my brother-in-law heck yeah austin do you like words a little bit dylan do you like foreplay yeah well this week's episode is brought to you by wordplay <laughs> Great. I hate you so much. <laughs> wordplay. It's like foreplay, but not at all sexual. Not even a little. All right, let's begin. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we announced it last week. We're talking about the Nintendo Switch uh, as it did release this weekend. Yes. It'll launch day on Friday. And, and Nick is with is- us because Nick got, got the console and we did not. Exactly. Sure did. And Dan is currently playing it right now. Playing the crap out of the good old Zelda Breath of the Wind. I played it. Wild. I played it earlier Wild. for about uh, eight minutes, and I died twice. So naturally, he is an expert. That's fun. It's about my. It's about my standard rate of video game play. <laughs> well, since Legend of Zelda is obviously the only worthwhile game on the Switch right now, that's the only game I have. Unless you really like Just Dance. Just dang. There's really no other reason okay. to buy it than Zelda. And it does look I mean, really cool. At the moment, yeah. I mean, if you want Bomberman <clears throat> R or like Snipper Clips or whatever it's called, then. Ooh, Snipper Clips. Is that where you're a barber and you cut people's hair? Um, I don't believe so, but I that wish it was very actually misleading. like that. Sounds like that's what it would be. The name's very misleading then. Okay, so how is the functionality of it with the like. The plug-and-go kind of thing. Nick, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I don't... I can't speak to its functionality as far as, like... What's the battery life like? You said it died on your way here, but did you charge it, like, fully before? I charged it for, like, ten minutes before, but it was, like, dead when I charged it. So so it wasn't fully charged. It wasn't. So what's the battery life like? Uh, it... Really depends on like what game you're playing, okay. but obviously since I've only played Zelda, it's about a three-hour lifespan. Three-hour life off of the dock. Off of the dock, but okay. if it's on the dock, it's infinite right. because it's plugged in. That's not bad. Also, talking about the dock, it's literally just like a really, really small like plastic container with wires in it. That's literally all it is. It's really funny. Yeah, Genius. that's that's pretty much exactly what he told me when he walked in he was like yeah this is just plastic so it's a it's seamless right so like if you're playing it portable and then plug it into the dock it immediately goes to the tv right yes oh that's genius i know it's pretty awesome um the graphics are great yeah, even though it's on, like, a really, really tiny screen, it still looks clean. Yeah, like, I'm looking at it right now and playing it, obviously, and it's fantastic. Like, uh, puts anything else that Nintendo has done to shame. 
I mean, obviously, it's not as good as, like, the PlayStation 4 or, like, the Xbox One, but... Well, right, but it's Zelda graphics, like... Yeah, so um, it, it has an excuse. There's There are releases coming that are not Nintendo-specific. Like, one thing that'll be a good test of the graphics is they're releasing Skyrim for the Switch. Yeah, oh. the remastered version. Yeah, so that will be a really good test, is being able to line it up side-by-side the Switch graphics for, like, a console's graphics. Yeah. Yeah, for one of the big consoles. Had Skyrim been on Nintendo before? Uh, No. No. I don't think Bethesda's done anything on Nintendo before. No, so this is brand new releasing just for the Switch, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. But also the risk of that is they don't know if they're actually getting to anybody from also releasing it on the Switch. Right. Um... So, like I said, looking at it now, the graphics are great. The so like it, the switch is the screen, and then mm-hmm. it just plugs into the dock and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But um, <clears throat> it's not a huge screen, but like it's comfortable for just being a handheld portable gaming system. Like yeah, well, yeah, because I mean like definitely way ahead of like the PSP, PS Vita, that's like the new mm-hmm. PSP. Even right? the 3DS and the DS are kind of they're the original sizes of the 3DS and DS or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're definitely a lot less comfortable for somebody like me who's a really big guy and has yeah. really big hands. It's like really uncomfortable to be <clears> like in playing it. And that was one thing that I was concerned about with the controller when I saw online like someone unboxing it like the week of the reveal they I think it was IGN and they you know obviously get a sneak peek the controllers because there's the two that just like slide onto the side they look really small and yeah they do clipped onto the console it's perfect I haven't taken the chance uh, to plug it into the controller itself I'll do that right now. I'm going to Actually, it. you don't even need to do that because there's a little uh, latch on the back that you can press, and then it's like a little kickstand. But it's oh. only on one side for some reason. Oh, kickstand. I see. Okay. How big and is the press... screen? Um, it's, it's like six probably. by four, something uh, like that maybe. Yeah, I'd say it's probably about seven... Seven across, like a seven-inch screen yeah. is what they'd classify it for. It's about the size of, like, a Galaxy Note, like one of the, the big phones. That's not yeah. bad, then. <clears throat> yeah, probably a little bit bigger <clears throat> than an iPhone Plus. And it's also a touchscreen as well, so... Oh, do, nice. does the game implement that, then? Um, Not that I can see. No, it, it really didn't. Because it was originally, like, a Wii U game, but, like, the main series, like, games, like, main series Nintendo games, Mm -hmm. unless they're, like, specifically for the gamepad, or, like, a screen or something, they usually don't do anything with the, uh, touchscreen. Nothing important, really. I guess that would be hard if you were playing on the TV, too. So I don't feel bad about unplugging it at the moment. However, I do feel bad about the fact that I just did that. So what I'm trying right now 
is I'm just not <laughs> even plugging the little controllers back into the the main controller that you can like do on the side. I'm just kind of freehanding it like you would with the Wii controllers. And you know what? This is surprisingly comfortable and not weird. You look like a crazy person. <laughs> I bet I do, but like, I really like this. Like, just. Like, if you saw a homeless guy just like playing with two small pieces of wood, it would look exactly like you are right now. <laughs> but then you'd notice the screen off to the side and be like, oh, I, never mind. I can't even see the screen from my angle. It's yes. just being obstructed <laughs> by the laptop. So you have it behind the laptop, so literally you just look crazy. <laughs> You're looking off into a direction and just being like, Hey! I saw go a, something to go! I saw a picture online today of a guy... I'm gonna kill who, a zombie! He cut a hole in both sides of a box so that he could <laughs> lay down, put the box over his head, put the switch on top of the box, and then just have his hands at his side with the controllers. I mean, that's kind of brilliant. So I'm actually... Give really that man some this. kind of award. I'm enjoying the functionality of just being able to do Nintendo that. Nintendo, hire this man. I'm going to slide them into the controller now. Oh, yeah. Slide them in. Mm. There's, like, just actually a controller. Oh, yeah. Click. So it... Yep. Click, click, boom. In, and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, it's way too small. It does look really small. <laughs> it's really, really small and uncomfortable. That's you know why what? I never play with the actual controller part. You know what we'll do? We'll take a picture of, of this and and put it on Facebook so that people can see just how ridiculously small this this is in my hands. Can't they just look at any picture of the controller and see how ridiculously small it is? Yeah, they can, but, yeah, but then this they is won't our visit content. our Facebook page. Jeez, Austin, I'm drumming up content for our freaking Whoa, social media. man, oh. calm down. Austin, you need a marketing class. You do need a marketing class, Cash. Okay. No wonder you don't have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just kidding. like that, folks, it got personal. <laughs> I'm kidding. Austin has a very real job. I had two real jobs at one point. Yeah, but... You don't anymore, okay? That's our point right now. Okay. One of my jobs, I'm a liability. <laughs> that That is true. I mean, <laughs> he's not exactly wrong. Um, so back to the Switch. Yeah, the Switch. Controller. Sucks. Little controllers. Awesome. Take them out. Play with them on their own, not together. Because... That's what we're all about here at the Shakedown, playing with them all alone. We're all about taking stuff out and playing with it. <laughs> Separate, not together. <laughs> I killed you, what? How are you back up? He is actually playing the game as we speak. <sighs> yeah, he Why did. is this zombie not dead? There's zombies? Because he's a zombie? Well, it's like a skeleton thing. Uh, oh, so technically oh, he is dead. the head. But there I mean, were two, and like yeah. I destroyed the head of one, but then its body got back up, and I had then to destroy, destroy the, the other body. one. Destroy the head. Just keep swinging I'm, until it stops moving. I'm telling you, I did destroy the head. Destroy the head again. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. No, we tried that. It didn't work. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Nick, anything else you'd like to tell us about the Switch? Yeah, what can you tell us? You've been um, playing it much longer than I. Something that a lot of people have actually been noticing, and I kind of noticed it too, that uh, the left Joy-Con controller, not the right one, just left, it sometimes desyncs for no reason. Oh, so when you're walking like in a certain direction or like doing an input, it'll either keep doing the input 
or it'll keep like going in this walking in the same direction. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Trying nice. get it but I guess it was like if it's near something that's like a lot of wiring or something that might obscure it, that's why it does oh, okay. for the left I mean, one. That kind of makes but sense. But what if you hold the left one in your right hand? Does it still do it? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I met. I mean, then actually, I've never actually tried that. You know what? I'm gonna try it, Austin. Just for you, I'm gonna try holding the left one in my right hand, and it's not as weird as you think. <laughs> this is—it's actually more confusing. It's actually more comfortable. I mean, it's definitely confusing, but it's I like you get used to it. Drop it. But is it still synced? Still synced. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm we solved it then. Like so if your controller synced. unsyncs, just hold it in your other hand. Exactly. All right. I feel like this is a whole don't cross the stream situation. <laughs> Definitely cross the streams. If we hold our left Joy-Con in our right hand, it will surely explode. Going back to the right way, because I've been trained for years that my right thumb controls the camera and my left thumb controls <laughs> the person. Yep. And that is too hard to overcome. So what are some cool games coming out for it? Nick? Um, later, I think in the next month or so, I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is coming out, oh, which is yeah, basically man. Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, but better in every <clears throat> single way because it has a competent battle mode instead of, instead of racing around in the same tracks and hitting people with stuff. And it's just, cool. I want old battle mode back. Yeah. And then uh, I just want to play Mario Kart. Yeah. Then also it has new characters that weren't in the old version, like King Boo, Bowser Jr., the Inklings from Splatoon, which was interesting. Inklings. Oh yeah. Um, Splatoon Two is coming out in the summer, I believe. That one, like uh, we don't. Did that one Game of the Year? The first uh, one. Spl- uh, no, it won Shooter of the Year. Okay, uh, close enough. But that was like compared to like right. two games, and one of them was Call of Duty, so it's either completely admirable or like absolutely nothing. It's either really good or just better than Call of Duty, so not hard to do. Exactly. <clears throat> and then there's Super Mario Odyssey, which is coming out in uh, the, I think it's l- later this year. I think it's during uh, November or December, whenever holiday season is. Yeah, that's when that, that comes out. And then uh, those are just the ones that come off the top of my head. There's some stuff from Square Enix. There's some stuff from not not Final Fantasy VII Remake. But no. We're just waiting for that. Mm. Is Nintendo starting mm. to integrate more titles onto their consoles? Because I know they really like to push their own stuff, but you know, like they're getting Skyrim now where they hadn't before. So are they going to start doing more of that? I I believe they are actually going to do it because from I read some stuff on some developers saying like how it's a lot easier than both the PS4 and the Xbox One to develop for. It's very very developer friendly. Friendly, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um I looked into it a little bit. It looks like there are a lot more games releasing that are not like Nintendo only. Oh yeah, another game that came out today actually, or not today, but on Friday rather, 
was uh you you know Shovel Knight, right? That really really yes. popular indie game. Yep. Uh, it actually re- just released its second DLC, I think, for free. It's called Spectre of Torment. Mm-hmm. But and then they also released their uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, which is a little bit more than the original Price of Shovel Knight. But it has all of the DLCs, and then you also have everything else guaranteed in the future. Like the battle mode and the body swap mode and all that. It's really, really interesting. I have I have a massive boner for Shovel Knight, I'm just saying. Yeah, you you made yourself a Shovel Knight costume for Halloween last year. I did. Cool. Impressive. Yeah. He was like eight feet tall wearing it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it was terrifying. I scared so many kids on Halloween. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Don't fear me. Was that before or after you put on the costume? <laughs> both. Well, both. Yeah. So Dan has the I game. Mean, it's pretty awesome. I, I just uh, paused it so that I can Concentrate. pay more attention. You but, stop um, getting raged. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was starting to rage a little bit. Um, I, I got killed, like, thrice. So, hey, you died more than me. Yeah, but I played longer than you. <laughs> like, Still died more than more. me. Yeah, no. If, like, even though it's, like, open world, it's... Basically has like different like levels levels of difficulty, like yeah. how if you go to uh, a certain area, it'll have way harder monsters and stuff. Right. Then if you go to a certain area where it has way lower levels, that you should probably go to first. But since I'm an idiot and decide to do everything out of order, I went to the second hardest one, apparently to the hardest one. Naturally. Uh, but that was after I was going to go to the uh, second easiest one. Ah, so, so because it was too hot to go past. Too hot to go past. Yeah. <clears throat> like, weather conditions are things. Like, if it's raining, you can't climb up, you can't climb up the sides of things as easily. Oh, because not- you'll actually, like, dip down and you'll lose stamina. And then if you had enough stamina to get just enough, you won't have enough stamina to get back. Not with that attitude. Right, uh, so the the Zelda game incorporates a stamina function that pretty much anything you do, running, gliding, swimming, all that jazz, takes stamina. Yeah. So you use it up, you lose it. If you're swimming and you lose it, you drown. So that's not good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, if you're, yeah, if you're using your par- paraglider, you use it until you run out of stamina, then you fall to your death. Um, uh, I'm going to run down a quick list because I looked up some of the games coming out for the Switch. Um, Skyrim's coming out, Minecraft, uh, Sonic 2017, or Project Sonic. They've made 2017 Sonic games already? (laughs) I don't think so. It's a lot. Um, no, that's Quitter Talk. Of course they have. They've, they've made as, yeah, ma- as many Sonic me. games as they've made. Uh, now that's what I call musics. <laughs> oh, Call of Duty Black Ops is going to be on the Switch? Really? Is it three? What? Or is it the whole collection? Uh, it just uh, it just says the original Black Ops. It came huh. out like ten years ago. Uh, I mean, it came out seven years ago, but you're pretty close. Hey, yeah. Nintendo close. is ahead of the time. Ooh. Let's see. Uh... Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Yes! Wait, really? Yeah. Damn. I didn't even know that game was coming out. Skylanders, Imaginators. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, That's wait. got Crash. 
Easily the best one on here. Farming simulator. Dude, you have no idea. That is, could simulate so much farming. (laughs) I had a roommate in college who was a farmer and he played the farming simulator. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most ironic thing. I shouldn't laugh because I know people that do that too. Like, they literally work on farms and they come home and play farming simulator. It's like, this doesn't have to be your whole life. They're practicing. They're practicing for what? They're trying to find out better ways of how to plant and harvest yeah come on <laughs> don't judge them like like i get it but why though it's like like i cook for a living i don't then come home and cook like i want a break so <laughs> i eat food that i make it work i might as well make myself food while i'm cooking i might as well cook <laughs> while i'm cooking might wrong. as well order pizza it's not it's not like oh i just made no lunch for 50 people i'm not going to come home and make lunch for 50 more people are you <laughs> saying you are 50, 50 people <laughs> dude there are days you don't know what my life is like i believe it <laughs> um i am a fat piece of shit so nick you've you've played on plenty of consoles how would you rate the switch against uh first let's rate it against prior Nintendo systems, and then rated against the PS4 and Xbox. So compared to the Super Nintendo, how does the Switch stand up? <laughs> um, well, obviously, um, obviously Super Nintendo Super is Nintendo not portable. better games. Oh, man. The Switch only has, like, two games. <laughs> Give it a break. Well, the Super, Nin- the Super, Super, Nintendo, Super had Nintendo had a lot of really good classic games. But which Nintendo will simply remake for the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> no, they'll never make another Metroid game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> the last one we had was Federation Force, and it was a disaster. But uh, but yeah, compared to the SNES, I'd say once it starts actually getting games on it, I'd say that it it wouldn't hold up to the legacy of it. But in overall like quality and content, I think it would be equal or even better. Than the SNES. So has it progressed and improved upon previous consoles? Or is it kind of... Better than the Wii? Uh, The Wii... Potentially? The Wii had a lot of... Very few really good games. And then a bunch of shovelware crap. (laughs) uh, Using the Wii motion controls. So even though the Wii is like the highest selling console ever, I... One of them, or at least. I think... Probably the highest selling Nintendo console. Eh, uh, well, no, that goes to the Game Boy. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but That's a good point. Yeah, the Game Boy <laughs> sold a lot. He got you there. But uh, compared to the Wii, I think it's like def- like in quality and everything. So far, it's definitely better. All right. It's obviously not going to like... I don't think Super Mario Odyssey is going to hold up to Super Mario Galaxy because Galaxy is a master- untouchable masterpiece. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty solid console compared to the Wii. Cool. But if we're talking compared to the Wii U, definitely better because it actually has games on it. Hey, there you go. So is it worth it with the games that it has and the games to come? (sighs) Now it didn't. It doesn't come with a game for that three hundred dollar price tag, correct? No, it doesn't. Uh, But at Best Buy, when I went to buy it, uh, shameless plug. 
Um, actually, a $150, 128 gigabyte uh, SD card was brought down to $50 if you bought the Wii, or not Wii U, uh, uh, the Switch with it. Okay. So I guess, I guess that's a plus. You could download some shovelware free are, games. Are, yeah, are there free games that I, are, you can download? I don't think at the moment right now, because I don't think there's been any demos or anything. Demos are usually the only free things. So, so How much is a game? A game, usually, if it's, well, a game is like every other console game, pretty much. Big console game at $60. Oh, okay. Then, uh, if you want, like, a smaller, like, indie game, it'll be about $10, $15, $20. Yeah. Because at one point, wasn't the, weren't Wii games cheaper? I think that they dipped it down to about $50, but that's the lowest they've they ever gone like they'd ever gone like first day yeah because i think brawl super smash brothers brawl was 50 dollars at release and it's still 50 dollars right now for some ungodly reason it holds up no <laughs> <laughs> so uh worth it if you are super into zelda to buy it right now but if not, probably wait for more games to come out. Um, if you bought the Wii U actually expecting anything to go come out on it, then uh, get Zelda for that. You mean the Nintendo Switch? Because we're not talking about the Wii U. No. Get it, if you had the Wii U, get it oh, for the Wii U. Okay. But is it if you're not into Zelda that too, too much and you want to buy the Switch, don't buy it yet. Okay, that's what I say. But so if any so Nintendo if you fan were just intending to get it because you love Zelda, but you already have a Wii U, just get Zelda on the Wii U, and wait. I mean, that's if, what you're saying. If you're that crazy, then you'd probably buy both, <laughs> both versions. Which, ugh. which, but apparently, All right. so it's promising, but it's fresh out of the box. So probably wait and see what all comes out for games, but exciting new product by Nintendo. I think exactly. it's very intuitive, and yeah. judging from history, Microsoft and Sony are going to do something similar and make it better. Probably. I mean, connect. <coughs> I mean, there had been uh, rumors that the the next Xbox project was working on a portability um like adaptation or something yeah, yeah. it's just because nintendo like, comes out with something that's new and innovative but it's got some glitches and stuff in it mm-hmm. and then sony and microsoft play with it and make it better but nobody buys it <laughs> i mean nobody bought the ps vita and you could play ps4 games on a ps vita through Connectivity or whatever. I wouldn't say nobody bought it. I know a lot of people that bought it. Sorry, ten people. <laughs> and Dan knows six of them. Wow, Dan, you know a lot of people. I know, right? <laughs> Alright, so we can move on. Yeah, into TV and movies. Where we're talking about Logan. Yes. Uh, yes. 
Relax. <laughs> Nick hasn't seen it, so Nick will have pretty much no comments. Uh, we will go no spoilies. Uh, do do the best we can, and if we slip up, just like okay. cut it, and there will be a really awkward moment that goes from us saying something to us saying something completely different. And, and you as listeners will be like, what? And then you'll remember me saying this and go, ah. We're saving so. you pain. And then you realize that we're stuck in a time war. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. We'll be talking about Logan, and then we'll be talking about how Wolverine is a furry now. So, Let's start, though. Does it count as a spoiler, even though it's all over the internet now? Deadpool. Yes. Um, uh, I'd say not. I'd say it doesn't count as a spoiler because it that blew up. Now, did they release the full thing online? Because one of my coworkers said that he saw part of it, but he he only saw like one minute. No, the, right, whole, the whole thing. The whole thing I, I saw it today now. on YouTube. The whole okay, thing. the whole thing is out. Yeah. All right. Abby was got- so mad that that wasn't actually the opening. <laughs> <of> the <movie. laughs> uh, that whole thing was phenomenal. <laughs> she uh, was like, we're going to see Logan walk up and see Deadpool laying on this dead body and just be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that would have been I great. Had, I had a buddy today that uh, like commented my name on Facebook, so I clicked on it, and it was, someone, it was a discussion someone was having about that uh, trailer, trailer, whether it was like a teaser trailer, whether it was actually for Deadpool 2. And it's a teaser for Deadpool 2. Well, and like these people are arguing how it's not actually for the movie, it was just for the sake of putting it in Logan to have something because it's Deadpool. And I said, I, basically my comment was, I don't care. It was awesome and it's better than anything DC's put in theaters. Fact. Yes. Those oh my. three minutes were better than all of Batman vs. Superman God, combined yes. with Suicide Squad. And oh, did you man. see the extended version that's got Stan Lee in it? Oh, I heard about no. it. No. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, right after he jumps out of the phone booth and he's about to run and Stan Lee goes, hey man, nice suit. And Deadpool just turns <laughs> to him and he goes, shut it, Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I've got to go home and watch that like 20,000 times. Yeah. Oh my god, that it's is awesome. Very good. So, so for whatever reason, they cut it, and Ryan Reynolds found out that for theatrical, they cut that part, and he tweeted about it, and Stanley was like, hey, thanks for saving me from obscurity. <laughs> um, Shut up, Stanley. So, I'm watching this without any like audio or anything to it <laughs> it's just been like a solid minute of deadpool just getting into his costume in a yeah, I mean, boot. and the solid <laughs> minute of ryan That's reynolds great. ass just press just press him ham okay so let's get into actual logan now actual yes. logan i think it's important that we establish from the get-go that they did come out and say this is separate from the current movie's continuity it's like another it's a different timeline yeah, yeah, I don't understand that because they've said both things. That it's it takes place in the future, the new future that Days of Future Past set up. Well, that's what it well, is. The I thought the director had come out and said it is not in the movie continuity timeline. It is a 
It is a separate future. I don't know, man. It's a Fox movie, so it doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, clear, at, I this think, point, at this point, does an X-Men movie really need to have continuity? You know yeah. what? I, think, I was just about to ask, what continuity no. in X-Men movies? I think that they just realized what they'd done after they made the movie, and they were like, should we tell them that it's not supposed to be in continuity? And they just all agreed... Yeah, let's save ourselves some pain now and the, say that it's not. In the words of the infamous Deadpool, these timelines are confusing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I, I've i thought that, like, since they did the whole uh, X-Men First Class and then they did Days of Futures Past, which completely changed it, and, and then Deadpool says that, I'm like, yeah, he hit the nail on the head. <laughs> but Logan doesn't contradict too much. The only thing is no. Caliban. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not again. Caliban. Yeah, I don't know who Caliban is either. <laughs> He's a pasty well, white dude who can track mutants. Well, yeah, I, I know he was the albino. <laughs> He's an albino mutant that can track mutants. Come on. Oh, not just so mutants, mutants just aren't dude. dudes? They're just mutants? Yeah, obviously. Mutants are okay. real people. Did you just assume his gender? <laughs> <laughs> I, I assumed his species. His Your species. Because right. he's homo superior, so that's like genus than species, right? Homo... All right, we're getting way off track. <laughs> so, Dan, last week, uh, <laughs> when we said we were going to talk about Logan, and I said, you know, it takes place uh, five years after the new future of Days of Future Past, and you had yeah. said, oh, man, they, you know, they better explain how the world really went to shit. Because if you watch yeah. the trailers, like, it just looks like this post-apocalyptic wasteland. Well, it turns out it's just Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that yep. explains everything. Yeah. Well, like, because it opens up, he's in El Paso, and he's in, like, this really nice limo. Yeah. Because that's, like, that's his job, driving a limo. And then he drives into the wasteland, like, oh, it's now just Mexico. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Because it shows him across the border. Yeah, because I was like, how did everything fall apart in six years, or five years? Yeah, that's what we were all confused by. That, that's trailer should have thrown that in there. That's Meanwhile, in Mexico, <laughs> would have all been like, "Oh, all right, it's, it's just apocalyptic Mexico. wasteland. It's not apocalyptic. So, so it's just, realistic. So just Mexico <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> Everywhere else in the world thrived. So up Mexico decline. just remained exactly <laughs> just, as it is now. It just stayed Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so this is by is this far the best X Men movie. Oh, yeah. And it's oh. leagues ahead. And the best part about it is that Fox has now made two really great X-Men movies, but for both of them, they just said, yeah, go do your own thing. Because for Deadpool, they're like, you you don't get a big budget, but make the movie that you want, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And then so good. Hugh Jackman even took a pay cut so that they could get the R rating, you know, because yeah, our movies don't make as much. Um, oh. And it's incredible and i'm so happy it was rated r too yeah and even still it took in 33 million at the friday box office and is uh on track to have an 80 million opening weekend wow you need to go watch it that's for an r-rated movie that's yeah yeah wasn't deadpool like somewhere around that big or was it a little smaller it had bigger than that like it didn't it get like around 50 million opening day. I'm not sure, but it ended at around 800 million something. Right. Yeah, it yeah, was like the highest grossing office. R-rated movie ever. Or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easily. Um, 
So, uh, it's revealed in the trailers, so we'll talk about things that people already know, that um, Logan and uh, Professor Xavier are together, and basically, Logan's kind of taking care of Xavier in his old age, essentially. Because he's kind of senile now. Yeah, which... The the first scene that we saw him, I laughed really hard at. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, things went downhill quick. <laughs> yeah, way to but, laugh at an old man, Dan. Well, Plus he's in a what? wheelchair. We, yeah, Professor Wheelie Man. Going downhill. <laughs> That's just dangerous. <laughs> he's got a brand new chair, but too. And by that, I mean it is an old wheelchair with a motor. <laughs> It's not even it's, high tech. It's true. Well, it's not. And it's funny because he falls out of it at one point. <laughs> yeah, he does. There were a bunch of people in the theater behind me that started laughing. I really just wanted to stand up, turn around, and be like, you inconsiderate! <laughs> like, I wanted to make a big deal out of it just for the sake of comedy. <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt the movie. But then you were like, oh, I'm sorry, this is a movie. I shouldn't be rude. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be rude to the guys right behind me at the end of the movie, but we'll get to that. I thought the family dynamic of the movie worked really well. So oh, well. Absolutely. Goodness. Yeah. That was incredible. And that's Nick, what really know, separates it from other superhero movies. Like the X-Men has always been like supposed to be like the X-Men are family, but this was really yeah. like father, son, daughter. Yeah. And it worked so well of, like, Logan is just the resistant son with Xavier pushing him along to do the right thing. And then just the crazy, wild teenage daughter, yeah. That he can't handle because he's like, I'm an old man. I don't know how to father things. Yes. I don't have instincts except to kill. (laughs) And... And all the performances, like, even from X-23, were just incredible. Oh, She's man. a good young actress. She's yeah. going places. I am impressed. Apparently, she's signed on for a few movies. Oh, thank goodness. Like, I was just about to in, say, I hope Marvel? they keep her on. Yeah. yeah, in Fox. Fox signed her on for multiple movies. Nice. So they've provided themselves a way to open up to X-23 movies. I bet she comes to the present time uh, with Cable. Mm. Ooh, that would be cool. Interesting. That would have to be saved for like a few years so that she can like grow up because she is really young. Let me it, look up how old the actual. It'd probably be the X Force movie because they're doing Deadpool two, and then X Force. So I bet she pops up again in X Force. Why she just pops up randomly in Deadpool like for like four seconds? It kills like Deadpool. how Wolverine popped up randomly in a. Apocalypse? Yes. Or how Wolverine popped up randomly in uh, X-Men First Class. <clears throat> yeah. They'll just start inserting her in everywhere. We or like, uh, she, she we will take over it. the Wolverine role of popping up randomly and just killing people. Yes. Man. When like she the, goes berserker, wow. Oh, those fights like are amazing. She throws so, the most epic tantrums. Yeah, she really does. Especially since she's got, like, claws in her hands and feet. Uh, She's 12 right now. That's an impressive uh, performance for a 12-year-old. Like, the level of range she has at 12 years old. Young actors are getting better and better these days. Yeah, 
It's true. It's impressive. She's probably not American. We talked about that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, well, that's... probably not. Yeah. Uh, that is that racist? <laughs> Plus, she <clears throat> speaks real good Spanish. Yeah. So I wonder if she's not uh, of some kind of Hispanic descent. She's got to be. I mean, look at her. Um, she looks very white. Mm. I've seen white. She could be like Spanish. Like mm. legit Spanish. From Spain. From Spain. Or somewhere in the region. <laughs> Maybe from those planes that we keep hearing about. So let's talk about the villains. Yes. Uh, because I was kind of back and forth on whether they were good villains or not. And I okay. want your guys' opinion. Well, who exactly was the dude with the robot hand? I can't remember his it, name. They made it seem like really, I was supposed really to know who that guy. was, and I had no Donald clue. Donald Pierce. Was. You're not really supposed to. It's just, he's just a. The Reavers are what they're called in the comics, and it's a bunch okay. of cybernetically enhanced humans. So they do explain that he was part of that program that X23 was in, and that he's trying to track her down. And that's really right. all you need to know with his character. Yeah, okay. I mean, they establish it well, and he's he's not someone from the comics. They weren't like, here's this comic villain. No, I think yeah, he is. I was going to say, because I is was he? confused, because he seemed, like, it seemed like in the trailers that he wasn't significant, because he doesn't get a whole lot of time in there. But he's and then, pretty much the main... Well, and then when he's introduced, like, he just kind of pops up. He doesn't really get an introduction. And then uh, when uh, he hands Logan his card, then Logan reacts to it. So I didn't know well, if like that was a well because of the name of the company. Okay, I say I didn't. I just didn't know if it was more for the name of the company or Alkali Lake was. is where the the X Weapon X program started. That's gotcha. where Logan was turned into the metallic man, where he had the adamantium put in. Yeah, his. which Alkali is not Lake. poisoning him. Yes. Yeah, so that's uh, why his healing factor is going away. It's because he's right. the adamantium is poisoning him. What What's interesting if you if you listen to um, the Weekly Planet podcast last week's episode, they did a section on the character of Wolverine, and they didn't really talk about the movies. They talked about him in the comics, and they actually like called out things that they used in the movie directly. One of which being that the adamantium poisons him and over time has been weakening his healing factor. That's cool. Because he is just scarred up so bad. Oh my gosh, oh, so many scars. It's like it's been it was so weird for me to like to see both uh <laughs> Logan and uh Professor X mm -hmm. in their stage because Professor X is a very brilliant guy, but his mind's now failing. Mm -hmm. And then you have Logan who's supposed to heal as quickly as possible, but he's just got scars and everything up. all over like all Man. He, mm -hmm. he's limping everywhere, like, oh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, he has a constant limp the whole movie. Whole yeah. movie. But um He also drank a lot. Also another thing that they pointed out on the Weekly Planet. Uh, he's a weeaboo, which is someone that loves and adopts Japanese culture and appropriates it for their own. Because in the comics, he goes to Japan all the time. Yeah. He marries a Japanese woman. His son was with a Japanese woman. He goes to Japan in, in the Wolverine. So, like, 
And he's still got that sword. Still got that sword straight up weeaboo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but he watches anime too. Probably does. That freaking weeaboo. I was um, disappointed that Sabretooth wasn't in it. Right. That, and they could have easily have made Sabretooth the the one villain that I don't want to say. Yeah. That could have easily been Sabretooth. But it was they also have. really cool what they did do with that. Yeah. yeah. Their their little their berserker. We'll yeah. call him the berserker. That was, their that mega was really weapon. cool. Yeah, they're 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 mega weapon. Mm-hmm. Um that was really cool. I think my favorite part of the movies of the movie was the comic books. That was uh, that's cool. a great idea. It was brilliant. So Nick, you haven't seen it. Nope. Um in this movie, they establish that the X-Men comics from our real lives exist in the movies. Like after the events of of the original X-Men movies, people started making X-Men comic books based off of things that the X-Men did. And Wolverine spends the whole movie being like, this is just exaggerated lies. None of this stuff happened. It's yeah, based off news. of things that happened. <laughs> yeah. He's, he says about half of it happened, a quarter of it real. Yeah. So. Which, it makes sense that that would happen because, like, we have G.I. Joe, which are basically, like, our world superheroes. <laughs> True, yeah. So, like, it would make sense that if they had, if there were mutants, <coughs> that people would People would fictionalize totally write them. comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I think that was my favorite part. Um, but a lot of really great moments in the movie. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. I cried like a baby for about 10 seconds at the end. If you don't at least tear up at the end of the movie, you officially do not have a soul. <laughs> there's like, multiple you... parts of the movie, actually. Yeah, yeah, but the ending especially. The ending especially. But, yeah, yeah. there's there's a few moments. Um, one question that I'm left with that I'm really mad we didn't get a flashback. What the hell happened in Westminster? <laughs> oh, I can tell you after because I don't want to spoil okay, it. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, no spoilers, like we said, but man, I thought we were going to get a flashback. It was like, here we go. All right. And then, nope. And I was like, but I want to know what happened. So there was a there was a flashback in the script, but the <sighs> director felt that it took away from the story. No. Damn it, James Manuel. Jeez. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we stop recording, so we don't spoil okay. anything. Cool, cool. For your own sanity. Yes, <clears throat> sanity. <laughs> like Dan has any left? <laughs> All right. Well, that was weird. That was that was fun. <laughs> um, so this is Hugh Jackman's best performance as Wolverine. Oh my god, dude! It's if, one of his best if, performances of his career. If he's not at least considered for an Oscar, then I—he has to be nominated. I revolt against the whole system. Like Oscar you know, buzz starts now. Yeah, it really does. Like, and it's not just because like we're big fans of Marvel and superhero movies, and like he legitimately gives a you can, great performance. You can take expert excerpts of the movie completely out of context. No, he's a mutant. He's got claws. He's a killer. None of that, and put and take them on their own, and they're they're Oscar worthy. You don't even have to know 
that it's from Logan, and you'd be like, oh my god, Hugh yeah. Jackman's amazing. So, similar to how what you could take similar to how you could take episodes of Deadpool and make it into a romantic movie for Valentine's Day. Exactly. You can take parts of Logan, piece it together, and it's like a just it's a standalone like drama. And I'm actually kind of hopeful that it might get some Oscar nominations because Deadpool was nominated for Best mm-hmm. Picture with the Producers Guild. Right. And yep. those are usually a good indication of the Oscars, which it didn't get nominated for anything this year. But I think Logan is a better acted movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot more heartfelt. And I think well, that it, will catch a lot of people's attention and it mm-hmm. might actually get some nominations. It's, it's a lot more serious than Deadpool is. Yeah. Which is going to be a huge factor in it getting some consideration. It's superhero Oscar bait. Um, yeah, like, I don't think, given the fact that it's an R-rated film, I don't think it will get nominated at least for for Oscars for the, like, best film. But if Hugh Jackman doesn't get nominated for best actor in a lead role, then the system is rigged. They don't want superhero movies to get acknowledged, and we're going to burn down Hollywood. You know what? The system was rigged against Leonardo DiCaprio for years. So I believe it is now time for the superhero genre to get its due. Yeah, you hear that, Leonardo DiCaprio? Get in the superhero genre. Yeah, I'm okay with that. (laughs) You'll be even less likely to get an Oscar at that point. Yeah, but he got his Oscar. He doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care now. Now he can do projects he likes. Yeah. (laughs) Now he doesn't have to take a role where he gets mauled by a bear. I fought a real bear, okay? Has, Give has, me an Oscar. Has to eat a live fish. <laughs> like, do you think he wants to do that? No, but he's like, damn it, I need that shiny gold trophy! I need it! Quick question. Do you mm-hmm. think uh, Fox, for the rest of the X-Men movies, are actually going to like try to take the approach that Deadpool and uh, Logan did? No, because they don't learn from their mistakes. We've seen that with Fantastic Four. Where everything's R-rated. That's true, yeah. No, I mean, just actually good. Letting the creators create? No, I I don't. Letting uh, writers and directors be creative and doing their own thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a novel idea. Horrible idea. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Jeez, get your head out of your ass. We we suppress creativity (laughs) in America. Yeah, especially in Hollywood. Now get in class and learn your science. So we've talked about all that we can now. Spoiler free. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So we can wrap um, this up, I think. So I'm going to give it... Because everything else I want to talk about is spoilers. Yeah. So I'm going to give it six out of six claws. Six out of six claws. <laughs> I like that rating system. Official rating system of the podcast. Official rating system of the podcast. We've no, got two it's just here. for one movie because he no, has no. six claws. Official rating cl- system of the podcast. I was actually going to go with uh, five out of five cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better. All right, that's, we're, <laughs> that's Dylan's official rating system. That we're not making specific to Dylan. We're not making a rating system based on six. Why not? Because that's stupid. It's an even number. number. The six is. Yeah, but you either do five or ten. No, screw that. What about four? Who does? What four? about it? <laughs> Fine, you do four of something. No. What dick is doing? Four out of four dicks. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna be unpopular, and I'm gonna give it a nine and a half out of ten. That's fair. Middle fingers. <laughs> it's just see. If you give it a nine and a half out of ten, 
if you do that out of five, it just rounds up to five. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it works. All right, cool. Um, I I will say this: you both said that you are okay with it, or at least Dylan said he's okay with it being called the best superhero movie. Yeah, I am absolutely okay with someone saying it now. Whether it's actually I, true or not, I don't different. I don't feel that it's the best, but I can understand. People. It's obviously the best X. I mean, I have it right up there with the Dark Knight. It's top five. Uh, top five, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's, top five, uh, but I don't want to rank them right now. Top five. I, the I'm Dark put, Knight trilogy, and then Deadpool <laughs> and <no>. Logan. <laughs> um. So, Logan, if you haven't seen it, go see it, Nick. Um. And don't <laughs> I would, take your kids because it's not funny and it's rated not. R. Say, I yes. would I would not advise taking small children to go see this. Lots of curse words, lots of killing things, a lot of blood, a lot of death. A lot of cutting people's heads off. Oof, so many heads oh. and limbs. Oh, I mean, so cool, though. Great. Okay, okay, let's move on to sports. All right, folks, it's sports time. So, uh, some of you may know, this weekend is the uh, NFL Scouting Combine. Where all the best uh, college athletes who are eligible to come into the NFL get together and run around for a bunch of old white guys, so that they can grade them on how they run and jump and many other things. It's just there like school. are black guys there too. Yeah, they're the ones doing the running. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, the combine's not actually going to wrap up until tomorrow, so I don't want to get into too much of the top performers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So what I decided I'm going to do this week is uh, I'm going to talk about the Chicago Bears, who have the number three overall pick that we are all fans of, mm-hmm. um, and who I think they're going to take with that number three pick. And I feel like the, I mean, I feel like at this point the best choice has got to be quarterback. But we don't I mean, need a quarterback. We have Jay Cutler, who's probably going to get released or possibly still even traded, which you I know don't what? think is possible. We have Brian Hoyer. We'll be fine. Actually, yes. we don't have Brian Hoy right now. No, they haven't signed him. He's not. He's currently not. He's not. He's kind of in limbo right now. He's not necessarily a free agent, he's but he's not really signed. They did uh, re-sign Connor Shaw, who uh, they actually really like. He was with Cleveland a couple years ago. He's got decent ability, but he would need to develop over time. We don't have time. Exactly. Um, they let's see. They also still have uh, Matt Barkley, who played five games for them last year and. I mean, wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. He was okay. He was, he was. I mean, there were a couple of games he played really well, and there were a couple of games where he was absolutely shit. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a standard Bears quarterback. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. To keep him. So, what kind of prospects do we have? Yeah. All right. So, the quarterback prospects that I've uh, got notes on. Uh, this is these are in no particular order. I'm going to start with uh, Brad Kaya from the University of Miami. Uh, he's a guy that I've heard the Bears get linked have been linked to since the beginning of the season. Um, Ryan Pace really likes him. Uh, he's an athletic kid. He started three years at the U. Uh, they work in a pro-style offense. He's got good footwork, uh, good release points. His mechanics are some of the best in the draft class. Uh, he's very intelligent. He's been groomed to be a quarterback since he was eight years old. So, wow. Yeah, this is something he's been wanting to do for a long time. The problems with him, though, are that uh, his accuracy and his placement are inconsistent. Uh, when he's under pressure, he tends to rush throws or just make bad decisions. Ooh, we don't want another color. 
Yeah. Um, he, he also doesn't have a very strong arm. Like, he can't bomb it down the field. So that's the point against him. Uh, he's got decent speed, but outside of the pocket, it just seems like he can't really escape anybody, which is just really weird. And then he can't seem to exploit bad coverages. Like, he'll hold on to the ball and wait for that big play moment, mm-hmm. and which gives the corner the safety time to recover mm-hmm. from their screw-up, and then they either bat it away or he misses the receiver. Um, a lot of scouts... Uh, I have NFL comparisons for each of these players, and these are all taken from NFL.com. Uh, Brad Kaya's NFL comparison is uh, Cody Kessler, who is mm-hmm. a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns currently. Yeah. So, I mean, not great. Not a great comparison. I don't know. I feel like if you can coach him up right, if you develop him correctly, you'll be he'll be okay. He'll never be a great quarterback, but, I mean, he could be a guy that plays three, four years, and you kind of go from there. If you feel like he can get better, you keep him. If you feel like you can do better, you go get someone else. Yeah. Uh, some of the, and now one of the bigger names we have is uh, Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame. This kid, uh, a lot of people aren't really high on him just because the Irish went four and eight this year. But you can't really oh. put a lot of it on him. His his their defense was terrible. Um, a lot of teams though in their uh, interviews have talked to him and asked him about it, and he said he does put a lot of the blame on himself. He goes, "The ball's in my hands every play." Therefore, I need to make better choices, need to make more plays. So you like that he owns up to it and decides that he wants to you know, take responsibility and that he recognizes he needs to make more plays. But at the same time, it's not all his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kid is 6'4", 233 pounds. And let's see here. He ran a 4'8", He has a 30-and-a-half-inch vertical leap and a 107-inch broad jump. Uh, uh, positives on him. Again, big body kid. He's got a really big arm. Uh, and he can make every throw with ease. I was watching some of his uh, combine film. And honestly, like on 10 and out routes, he's throwing it. He, like he's not rifling it in there, but it's getting there quick. It's, just, it's Everything's just a singular motion with him. So you like that he doesn't have to really force it in there. It's just simple. Uh, he's got decent mobility. He always keeps his eyes downfield from the tape I've seen. He's never kind of like looking out and seeing if he's going to get hit. He's just always looking downfield. That's good. Yeah. Uh, he's got good accuracy. He's willing to stay in the pocket and take hits. Uh, in the red zone, he's a dual threat, and he's a good leader too. Like I said, he was willing to take a lot of the blame for the 4-8 and eight season on himself. That shows leadership. Um, big that sounds problems. like he could be good. He could be good, but the problems with him are that he gets stuck on his primary receiver a lot of the times. Mm. He'll stare down just right off the play. It's not a problem with the Bears. They have no primary receiver right now. That's true. Mm, that's true. Uh, he needs to improve on leading his receivers. Uh, there's just times he'll throw behind when there's an open window and you just can't have that. It leads mm-hmm. to receivers getting hit, bad plays, uh, tip, tip passes and interceptions. Uh, he's also a little bit too hesitant sometimes, and he likes to use his pump fake a little too much. Uh, his decisions are sometimes inconsistent. Uh, likes to throw off his back foot too much. He was benched a couple times uh, in 2016 in favor of uh, the backup, which, again, it was just a bad season for the Irish. Mm. So Sounds like it. Yeah. And then uh, one stat I found interesting, he had an interception of 15 of his 23 starts. So seven games where he did not throw an interception. Hmm. Or eight oh. games. 
Eight, eight games where he did not throw an interception, which oh. is not exactly what you want in a quarterback, and yeah. that's someone the Bears already kind of have is <clears throat> interception prone. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I like the kid, but I just feel like with the, his rate of turnover, it's, it's not worth it. We not might just get a three. younger version of what we already have. Exactly. Which leads me to my next guy. Oh, uh, the NFL comparison for Deshaun Kaiser is Steve McNair, but that's purely based off his body type. Oh. Like, they, they have similar styles, but Steve McNair, McNair was a much better decision maker, and he was, I mean, he just did stuff better than Kaiser does. But again, that's something Kaiser could develop into, but we'll see what happens. All right, uh, so my next guy is Patrick Mahomes of Texas Tech. Mahomes. Now, this guy is someone that's kind of crept up boards the last couple weeks. A lot of teams aren't very high on him, but he's got a cannon. He's probably got the strongest arm uh, out of any of the quarterbacks in the draft. And makes sense coming from Texas Tech. They they run a spread offense. They air the ball out. He threw for 5,052 yards last year, 41 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Wow. Uh, he's 6'2", 225. He ran a 4'8", 40, 30-inch vertical, 114-inch broad jump. Uh, he's got prototype QB body. Again, strong arm. He's got a lot of confidence. He's got a lot of swagger. That's what uh, scouts at the Combine have seen. That's what uh, scouts that have met him at met him at Texas Tech have said. No, they just say he's got this. He's got this persona when he gets on the field. Confidence. Like he's confident. He and that can also that also leads into a lot of problems with him. He's sometimes overconfident in his arm. Uh, like uh, let's see, great confidence. He's got his accuracy has improved every year. Every year it's gone up by about two three percent. That's promising. That is promising. That's yeah, that's good. See. Yeah, uh, he can attack the cover two voids perfectly. Like he can find open spots in a cover two, which you really need because a lot of teams in the NFL run cover two schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a good release point from multiple arm angles. He can throw over the top side arm, like, and he can deliver pretty accurately too. Uh, he's got a really good uh, play action fake. He can throw on the run really easily. He's got good mobility in and out of the pocket, and he's a dual threat guy. He was able to do that at Texas Tech too. Now the uh, downsides for his game, and stop me if you've heard this, he's inconsistent. He needs more discipline. He's too eager for the big play, and his decision making is sketchy. Does it sound like anybody we know? It sounds like a certain Jay Cutler. Great. Well, it's funny because the NFL comparison is, is Jay, Jay Cutler. Cutler. So that right there made me uh, not really want to go after him. But then you can also think of it like this: if you can get him now and develop him, mm-hmm. you basically get a you basically get a redo with Cutler. <laughs> you get a do over. Cutler yeah, was too far was- gone. Cutler was that, too far gone. He had already been in the league for, uh, I think, four years. I think that's right. And he had Shanahan coaching him. Well, then he goes to the Bears and no longer has Shanahan. And you he, get, he and lost that, his development. He lost his – yeah, you lose your development at that and point. And they wasted you lose, you lose a guy that's basically gave, developing him. Yeah. You waste a lot – well, you waste a lot of time on a guy that you thought was developed when he needed probably a couple more years – to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So at this point, if you get him in right away, you don't give him three different offensive coordinators in three years, then you could possibly get the Jay Cutler that we all expected, which was really good. Granted, I don't necessarily see that happening with him, but I don't know. It's, I'm, not a, I'm not a scout. I'm not in the front office, so I can't really speculate on his ability to 
be great or not. Mm. Next quarterback. All right, next guy is um, a guy the Bears coached in the Senior Bowl, Nathan Peterman uh, from Pitt. Mm. 6'2", 226, uh, threw for 2,855 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. Uh, he's got a, this, uh, this guy is very interesting because uh, he originally started out at University of Tennessee. Now, he uh, had some injuries there, which led to Joshua Dobbs, who's also in this quarterback class, uh, taking over the spot. So then he transferred to Pitt. First off, he graduated in three years at University of Tennessee. And then for graduate school, he went to Pitt and used his last two years of eligibility to play there. Oh, smart. That's cool. So he's actually smart. He is very smart, very intelligent. That's one of the big things on him. Uh, And with him, I've watched a lot of his tape. I've watched some of his – I shouldn't say a lot. I should say I've watched some of his tape. Um, he's really smooth when he sets up in the pocket. He's got a lot of poise there. He's he doesn't get uh, flustered or anything. He sees the field really well. Like he sees everything, and he's very aware of if he's like if he's looking at his receiver to the left, he's aware of where his receiver's at on the right. Um, he can lead receivers really well. He's naturally accurate. Like it just seems like he's able to lead guys perfectly. Hmm. It's very interesting. Uh, he's he works through his progressions really well. Great anticipation of passing windows opening up. And he, they did play uh, Clemson this year. And Clemson, as you know, won the national championship. Yep. Peterman threw five touchdowns against Clemson. Wow. And one on the road. Wow. Not bad. Yeah. he's. I mean, he's very good. He's. I, and, I, and that's the game film I watched of him. And he just completely took over that game. Like, it was a shootout up till the end. Mm-hmm. But he was not letting the... He was not letting one of the best defenses in the country face him at all. He was doing very well. Uh, another big bonus for him is he completed 46% of his passes over 20 yards down the field. Oh, wow. Again, very accurate. He's very good at leading guys uh, down the field. What are some downsides, though? Downsides yeah. for him uh, is he has been known to let throws uh, sail away from him. So instead of hitting guys perfectly in the hands, he kind of floats it up a little bit, which leads to them getting hit over the middle, things like that. Uh, he will need to watch out for ball hawk safeties at the next level. Because, again, he kind of sees the passing windows open before they're there. But at the same, in, at the next level, you have guys like uh, Eric Berry or uh, Earl Thomas that will sit there and bait, bait you into that. Yeah. And then when they see you release, they just go for the ball, and it's over. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he does like to play hero ball a little bit too much, which <laughs> means, I mean, he likes to, he wants to bomb it down the field. He wants that big play, but that's, that should be a knock on every quarterback. I mean, let's be honest. You should always want a quarterback. Especially, wants, especially a young quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And a guy who, again, transferred and was trying to make a name for himself and now is getting a chance to become an NFL quarterback. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he's a little bit sluggish on quick routes, uh, screen passes, slants, uh, swing, swing routes, things like that. It just seems like he holds on to the ball for a little bit too long. Like mm-hmm. for those throws, you really need to get the ball set and fire. And it just and that's seems an like easily coachable thing. Oh yeah, yeah. easily coachable. He's got the mechanics; he can work on the speed. Uh, so well, so the Bears coach this kid right in the Senior yeah. Bowl. Yeah, they coach him in the Senior Bowl, and he really actually really likes Dowell Gaines, who is the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't think a sentence anyone in the NFL has ever said. Because <laughs> I think the Bears said that they liked him too. 
They did like him, but they just don't know if he's... They like him enough for... Well, definitely not enough for the first round pick, but maybe later, if he's still uh, okay. around, maybe in like third or fourth round, we'll see. If they decide yeah. not to go QB first, if they decide there's a greater need. But we'll see what happens with that. The thing mm-hmm. I did... The thing I really liked about him was his NFL comparison. Derek Carr. Ooh. Yes. You know I love Derek Carr. We all love Derek Carr. It's, it's hard not to. like, And that kid's just good. He was one of the high, he was a highly touted kid out of his draft class. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, ran a spread offense. A lot of people gave him a knock on that, but and Peterman doesn't even run a spread. He runs a pro style offense. There you go. So I mean, I think he could uh, possibly transition the NFL pretty well. But again, there's going to be a lot of stuff they need to coach up, and probably about two or three years before he gets really good. All right. All right. Now this quarterback has been. Touted as the number one quarterback of the class. Let me guess, Deshaun Watson. No. No? Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, Trubisky overtook Watson, huh? Yep. Over the last, probably about the last month, really, like since the season ended and they've kind of looked over tape of everybody, Trubisky's kind of taken the step above Watson. Mm. Uh, Trubisky is 6'2, 222 pounds. He threw for 3,748 yards, 30 touchdowns, and six interceptions. So, a five to five one, to one. Five to one touchdown interception ratio, which yeah, is better. impressive. Uh, you're in a four six seven forty, which was one of the fastest out of all the quarterbacks. Uh, Twenty seven and a half inch vertical, one hundred sixteen inch broad jump. Uh, Trubisky is like he's the definition of what a quarterback's supposed to look like. Yeah, that's like, true. He's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> he's got a good, he's got a good wide body, strong arm, a uh, good looking kid too. Like your quarterback's supposed to be good looking. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very he's very calm when he's out in the field. Like when he's in control, calling plays, nothing really gets to him. Uh, he's got great mobility. He's always ready to throw. He's always got the ball up high and tight. And even, even if he's rolling out, he's got it up by his head, ready in case the receiver opens up. And he's ready to just cock back and let it go. Uh, his delivery is really crisp and efficient. He goes through his progressions really quickly. Uh, great ability to read the defense before and after the snap, and that's not really something you can coach at this point. Mm-hmm. That's something that had to be kind of drilled into him early on. Uh, he's a true, absolute true competitor. Now, a lot of people will kind of disagree with that because he only played one year in college, but I like the fact that he stuck at the University of North Carolina even though he wasn't playing. Yeah. Like, he played a couple games here and there. It but was a starter. He wasn't a starter. He was behind Marquise Williams who I believe is doing nothing now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Trubisky may be the number one pick in the draft, or top five at least. And, but, like, the, the, kid's just, the kid's just good. I've watched some film on him. I remember watching him play against U of I and just picking them apart, which I Not wasn't surprised. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by it. But And then I've looked at more tape of him and just, oh, it's phenomenal that he's – this good with playing this little. And that's really the biggest knock on him is he's only played 13 college games, which I understand for a lot of people that's an issue. But if you're good, you're just good. Like yeah. it, just, it doesn't matter. That's true. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, he rarely throws off balance. Again, great arm strength. He's got great accuracy too. Negative? Uh, negatives for him, he will need to work on his footwork. Uh, dropping back because 98% of his snaps were out of the shotgun. Oh, okay. So he's not used to being under center and dropping back. That's something he's definitely going to have to work on. 
and I did watch his footwork a little bit in the combine videos. It is a little bit sloppy, so it's still something he needs to work on. Yeah. Um, he's not always great at sensing pressure in the pocket. Uh, doesn't really feel his blind side uh, coming up any for him. Uh, he's a little bit inconsistent on his deep ball throws. And then again, just only 13 college games, which for me isn't really a knock. You either know how to play football or you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like, for example, there is some uh, defensive linemen today that I was watching the Combine, and they were talking about how none of the, some of these guys didn't even play football until they were sophomores or juniors in high school. Yeah. But yet here they are trying out to be a draft pick in the NFL. Some of them are actually first-round grades. So, I mean, it, for me it just doesn't matter how, how, much, how long you've played the game. If you're good at it, you're good at it. That's mm-hmm. just it. Uh, his NFL comparison yeah. is Matthew Stafford. Hmm. Which, Interesting. Well, Stafford's I mean, good. I mean, Stafford's good. Uh, and a lot of the same uh, knocks for Trubisky are the same for Stafford. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, for me, I feel like he's going to go number two. You think the Niners will take him? I think the, I know, I know Shanahan said he likes him. Mm. But John Lynch had a really good interview with Deshaun Kaiser. So it's basically, I think, kind of between those two right now. We'll okay. see what happens. But there's also been talk of him going number one to Cleveland. But I don't know. I've, I still feel like Cleveland needs to go Miles Garrett. Like, you got to get that defense ready. And this yeah. Miles Garrett's a guy that's really going to get your de- – he's going to take your defense to another level by himself. Kid's a freak. <laughs> I watched him today at the Combine. It's – oh, my – just – he's a defensive lineman who ran, who ran a four six four forty. Yeah. And had a 41-inch vertical lead. He has a higher yeah. vertical leap than Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, it's crazy. Are you, are you kidding me? Nice. Insane. He's outrunning. He's outrunning running backs. Some of them, yeah. He's out. He outran every quarterback in the draft outside of uh, Trevor Knight from Texas A&M. Not gonna escape his pocket. No. <laughs> All right, next quarterback on my list. And this is my personal favorite. My personal number one. And that's Deshaun Watson. Okay. Uh, from Clemson. Six foot two, 221 pounds, threw for 4,593 yards, 41 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. Uh, he ran a 4'6", 640, 32 and a half inch vertical, 119 inch broad jump. He was a top performer in basically every category in the combine. He's a freakish athlete. Yeah. Uh, he's a two-time Heisman finalist, won the national championship versus Alabama, won the Davey O'Brien Award twice, won the Peyton Manning Award in 2015, uh, he's a tremendous leader and a winner. He has a 32-3 and college record. Wow. He's lost one more game than he's played in a national championship. <laughs> and one of those three losses is a national championship against Alabama, which was the year prior to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he has exception- he's got exceptional skills in the pocket. He's willing to take hits to deliver an accurate pass. And here's, here's a stat that absolutely blew my mind. In the two games he's played against Alabama, he averaged 472 total yards of offense with eight total touchdowns and one interception. What? Average. This averaged 472 yards. Goodness. Total yards, passing and running. This is against Bama. Yeah. This is against one of the best defenses in college football. This is against Nick Saban's Alabama defense. No one puts up those numbers. Insane. No one puts up those numbers. He did. Yeah, he did. Which, I mean, once I saw that, I was like, how are more teams not just absolutely in love with this kid? <laughs> like, 
how, how do you find a knock on him? He's basically played against an NFL defense twice. Half of Saban's defenses always go in the first three rounds in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. just a fact. Uh, so, that's why, that's why I really like the kid. Pros? The, those are basically all. I'm basically giving you all the pros. <laughs> those are the pros. <laughs> uh, other than that, he protects the ball really well, uh, throws on the run really well. He's a dual threat in the red zone, and, and again, insane <laughs> athletic ability. Uh, now the knocks on him, his frame is a little bit too slender. Now I will agree Maybe he's a little bit injured. Yeah, and that's the thing is if he takes a big hit, is he going to be out for a while? Is he going to be injury prone? Is he going to be like could an RG three? Could he go the way of RG three? Yeah, yeah, could he go the way of RG three? So there's there's the big thing on him. Uh, his accuracy can be inconsistent. Uh, a lot of guys have labeled him as a hot or cold QB, mm-hmm. where there's gonna be days he's absolutely on, days he's absolutely off. You don't really get an in between. Gotcha. But he's had more on days than off days. Yeah, clearly. Clearly, uh, yeah. He needs to work on uh, reading safeties, which again is all in the ability of coaching somebody. Uh, he'll need to work on footwork as well because he did a lot out of the shotgun. And I had, I actually think he needs to improvise a little bit more. Hmm. Like, in some of the film I've seen, like, he's just really like, okay, this is supposed to be a pass, so I'm going to pass. And there's open field in front of him, so he, he can take off and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, my NFL comparison for him, uh, or I should say, the NFL comparison for him is Marcus Mariota. Ooh, I love Mariota. Okay. Which, yeah. turns, which it turns out the Bears actually really liked the year he came out. Yeah. It just... So happened that they weren't able to trade up in time to get him. Yeah, because they were working on trading up, but it also wouldn't have been before the Titans pick. Right. So either way, it would not Couldn't have worked out for them. Um, and so I uh, yeah, one more okay, quarterback, one real more. quick. Okay, uh, Davis Webb of Cal. Now this guy, from what I've seen, was the tallest at the combine. He's six five. Uh, threw for four thousand two hundred ninety five yards. He's uh, got good patience in the pocket. He's got a good internal clock and good release. And those are pretty much all the pros on him. Uh, like, he's very methodical. Um, so because of that, he's, decision-making is very robotic. And it's a lot of going up to the line, knowing where he's going to go with the ball ahead of time. So there's not not much else to his game. Uh, he needs to work on re- de- reading defenses. And he's just very blah. There's nothing special about him, really. Uh, his NFL comparison is Brock Osweiler. So, right side, in five years, he's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I've just got a few comments. Like, a few of mine were, were already answered through uh, your analysis of them. But if, if Watson and Trubisky go one and two, do the Bears – draft a quarterback at number three overall, or do they wait until the second round and get Miles Garrett at number three? See, that's kind of what I was thinking, because it's entirely possible that the first two picks are quarterbacks, because the first three teams are all quarterback needy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if, you, if you're the Bears and you're not completely sold on a Patrick Mahomes or Brad Kaya or anyone else, mm-hmm. you don't take that don't. third pick. Yeah. I mean, you could use it for Miles Garrett. But the problem with that is he's more than likely going to be an outside linebacker. You already have Pernell McPhee and Leonard Floyd. So which so one of those? Jabril Peppers? Possibly Jabril, because I did watch him at the combine today. He, yeah. I'll have more on him next week when I cover uh, more of the top performers. I really like him after after what I saw today. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I saw his backflip. Yeah, his backflip was phenomenal. <laughs> and that was after all the workouts. Yeah. Like, to have that much energy and that much enthusiasm, like, he, he loved it. But uh, I just, I don't know. I just, if Trubisky and Watson go 1-2, first off, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Because I honestly think the Browns have to go Miles Garrett at number one. Yeah. It makes sense for them. But uh, I just I just don't. I honestly don't know. See, I don't no. think they will. My thought on the Browns, based on what they've gone after, based on Johnny Manziel, now they've got mm-hmm. RG3, the way they want to build their system, I think the Browns wait this year, have a crappy year again, and get Lamar Jackson next year. Well, actually, uh, I've heard the Browns are actually looking to get a Tyrod Taylor. Because it's possible the Bills could let him go if he doesn't want to restructure his deal. Yeah, he's really on the fence there. The Bears have also talked about, uh, they're apparently interested in Mike Lennon as as just kind of like a stopgap guy, a bridge QB for a couple years while you develop a younger kid. Just keep Hoyer at that point. That's kind of my argument, too. (laughs) The thing is, Glennon's got a better arm than Hoyer. Big whoop. Hoyer did good in the system. Yeah. I still so would who's like the a, best fit for the Bears. Oh, best fit out of all the draft out of quarterbacks. The draft quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, I mean, best fit. I would go to Trubisky. Yeah. Uh, he's a smart kid. I think he can adjust well to the program. Again, it's basically for him. It's just working out footwork and a few other things here and there. But he's got a really strong arm. Uh, you're still able to run a read option with him. But at the same time, like, you now have Jordan Howard, so you can incorporate the run game more. And it's basically just going to be shoring up your offensive line and maybe getting them a couple new, more weapons. Definitely need to re-sign Alshon Jeffrey. Which it doesn't look like they're going to. Actually, Brightside, the Bears had a good meeting with his uh, agent yeah? to, uh, this week at the Combine. Okay. So it's a, it's a positive. I don't know if it's going to lead to anything. But there's also talk that uh, teams don't really value him as much as he thought they would. Mm. So it actually might help the Bears' case, which and it does was help kind of their intended have purpose. A good season. Well, and he's been injury prone the last few years, so teams don't really want to take yeah, that the risk. Head suspension. Yep, he's said he got suspended. He's had injuries, so teams may value him a little bit less. And I think that's kind of what the Bears were going for, which mm. is why they didn't resign him right away. Yeah. But I, def- I definitely think they need to get him back. He just provides a whole other dynamic to the offense. And without him, you don't have a surefire number one receiver. Kevin White hasn't proven himself. Cameron Meredith is not ready to be a number one receiver. He's good, but he's still got a couple years to go before he's the guy. Um, other than that, I mean, again, uh, I think Trubisky's the best fit. I personally would like to see Deshaun Watson the most because he's – He's just a winner. Like he goes out there, yeah. he goes out there, he plays his butt off, and he'll give you everything. He'll give you he'll give you everything you ask of him, and then some. Uh, a lot of the stuff that he needs to fix is mechanics issues, which can be worked out through practices. So, really, either one of those two, I'd be happy with. All right, cool. Um, so next week we're going to talk about. The new PlayStation 4 game, Horizon Zero Dawn, for uh, Geekdom, for movies and TV. We're going to talk about Legion. Uh, That is great. I can't wait to watch the new episode on Hulu later. Um, 
and we are going to talk about the rest of the combine. Yes. Not the quarterbacks. Yeah. Great. Well, I may, mention the quarterback, we... I may mention the QBs a little bit, but it'll be mostly about the other players. Yeah. Okay. Before we fully finish sports, though, um, I do want to say that next Sunday is Selection Sunday for the NCAA tournament. Ooh, yeah. And then the actual tournament starts on the 14th and the 15th. So right. us three, we're going to do a bracket. And if you guys out there, the listeners, want to do your own bracket, you can email it to us and get in on our little shakedown tournament. And you can email us at the shakedownpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> cool. Um, so I do want to do a new section this week Ooh. called uh, Corrections and Omissions. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we mess um, stuff up. nobody's perfect. We make mistakes um, and we're not afraid to admit it. I don't. Uh, so last week, last Sunday was the Oscars. And yeah. during our live coverage from the Dolby Theater, we reported that Ryan Gosling actually had a micro penis despite his dashing good looks. And I'd like to apologize. We reported that wrong. Um he doesn't actually have a micro penis. He actually has two micro penises. So sorry about that, Ryan. Yes, we're terribly sorry. Yeah, so that's it for this week. Yep. You can reach us. Like I said, you can email us at uh, the Shakedown Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the Shakedown Pod. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. We are on both of those. And we also have our website, uh, Dark Nebula Entertainment. And you can find us in the Shakedown tab. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yes, I am Austin Stevens. I'm Dan Schweizer. And I'm Dylan Webster. And this has been the Shakedown. I'd like to throw in these two quick spoilers for Logan. I love that one of the mutant children could have killed that bad guy, but instead all of the mutant children killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I had this thought, real men cry when real heroes die, which is why no one cried at the end of Batman vs. Superman. True, man. That is true. I didn't feel sad for Superman at all. Nope. Not even a little. No. Me neither. Because the whole time I was sitting there like, no, nah, he's not dead. Like, I know he's coming back. Like, you felt Can't that. Can't fool me. Like, I would have been shocked as hell. No. They just really killed he him. They were just like, no, dead. he's dead. He's not coming back.